Welcome back to the Clevin Tweet Show. It's good to have everybody back. This is episode 11, 1 1 Sticks, as you may have been calling the baseball team if that was your number. I'm Tweez. I'm Cleb. I, I was called Sticks, but not because of my number, because I had good sticks to hit with. Okay. You uh, think two ones, they're too. too ba- Alright, I guess. <laughs> what? No. One one, the number eleven. It looks like a pair of sticks. Pair I of know. sticks. I, I I never. What did you wear the number eleven? No. I never never wore the number eleven. Thirty five. Yeah. Jimmy Howard. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> uh, my number was. Uh, is it on the? Is it, can you see it? Twelve. Twelve. That was my number. That was my brother's number. Also Jessica's number. So when it comes to slow pitch softball, that's adorable. We all fight over it. Okay. It's weird. So. Well, that and. Um, as a goalie, obviously you're normally a higher number, like a like a 29 to to 39. Those are normally your options. That's also the the biggest the jersey comes is apparently uh, when the numbers go up, the, the jersey larger. the size go up. Yeah. Makes sense. I always wondered because obviously in in football there's a pretty general scheme of number systems. Right. Same in same in hockey. About yeah. What's your low um, numbers are? Low numbers are normally your forwards higher the the I would say your 20s. I would say you're like your 20s to, well, put it that way. Mostly low numbers are your forwards, and then if once you get past like the 40 to up, you'll get more of your defenseman type numbers too. So what happened to Larkin? He's kind of an anomaly. Okay. I wasn't sure. There's, I didn't know if there was like no, a rule. There's, no, there's some. Okay. Interesting. Okay, that, sorry. He may have a different number too, but it may be taken by kind of a veteran, so he just kind of has to. Maybe his number is 17. And he picked 71, I believe it was number 71. Okay, yeah, could um, be. Could be. Anyways, sorry. Episode 11, we are here. Um, welcome back. We're recording a day late. We did put a... We finally found a way to do Facebook Live. Of course we're here. We're, we're talking to you. We're, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, find a way to do Facebook Live we from did. our Facebook page, thanks to the research department. <laughs> Working hard back there. <laughs> hey, you guys, slow down. <laughs> Uh, maybe that'll be the new sound clip when we mention research department that I pop in there. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, find a way to do it. We had a little bit of feedback already on that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So Tom, shout out to Tom out there. Thanks for listening. I know he's probably one of our more fo- uh, loyal listeners. So Tom, I guess, appreciate I guess we, you. You just mentioned loyal followers. Do you want to do you want to bring up the story that just happened this morning? While yeah, we absolutely. So so we uh, we talked about doing breakfast before we recorded on this yeah. Sunday. So we met at Sam's place. It used to be Mike's Red Apple. It used to be a lot of different things. Really, just Mike's Red Apple though. Okay, never mind. Yeah, just two. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. The uh, <laughs> but uh, went up, went up there and I, I went in looking for you and I turned to the left. There's two sides of the restaurant. I turned to the left and I see my family. I should they always go to Red Apple. Okay, the Sam's place. Sam's place. So um, it's just always been Red Apple since it's Sam's only been place. one place. But now it's <laughs> Sam's place to me. So that's why I will interchange the two. Okay. Anyways, I looked to the left at Red Apple. Same place. And uh, I see my family, my <laughs> grandma, my papa, and then my aunt and uh, my cousin. And they say, hey, hey. And they said, are you here alone? I said, no, I have a friend coming. And uh, my aunt says, the first thing she says, she says, is it Tweez? Oh, I can't wait to meet him. Absolutely. I can't wait to meet him. So grandma and papa had to go. But by the time you got there, uh, show, explain your experience walking in. Um, so I initially walk in. I look to the right at um, Sam's place. <laughs> um, looking for, I do find the table, I walk up, and I notice that you have two people sitting with you, and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, maybe just join us, people I've never met, I haven't met a ton of your family, um, just basically the immediate ones, actually I don't think I've ever met your brother, so. Awkward, okay. So, just bringing that up, but, 
So I sit down, and she immediately hands me a napkin and says, hey, can I have your autograph? And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Am I being punked? Like, is this MTV? <laughs> so we start talking. You explain to me she's a big fan. She's a big follower. She actually um, sent one of the questions in when we did that episode a little while back. She was one of the questions. Um, she had both of us sign it. She took a picture of both of us each. Absolutely. You know, maybe we can actually put that picture on the page later yeah. on the Twitter. Or we, we might have to get things. that from her. We we'll um, do a collage of the napkin and us both signing. Exactly. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so that'll be the first napkin, the we, first signature for the both of us together. So you know, look out because that's that's going to sell for some. It's going to be bucks. worth some money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we have an average of thirty people listening to each episode. So you add that up, and boy, we got a <laughs> lot of people. <laughs> I mean, if you go a dollar per follower, that's at least $30. Oh, awkward. Just played the video on my accident. Um, uh, but I guess, um, but it is, it nope, is cool. Go again. Can you stop? Like, Sorry. do you know how to work? To, what do you, what do you do for a living? Aren't you an IT guy and you have no idea how to work a cell phone? Yeah. We don't support cell phones in the IT business. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to move on while you're doing whatever, whatever it is you're doing. But it is very cool to know the people out there, people are listening. And this is our first run in. You had a different one, but you really know him. Exactly. So, um, but it was cool. It was definitely cool. It feels cool good. Moment. Felt uh, almost like the dream. We wanted to be able to be recognized. So we are definitely on the way. Numbers are looking pretty good. Uh, let's give the rundown of the show here. We have our article off the top. Um, a ex foot, a recently ex football star, uh, not quitting sports. He's going to be trying another venture. He's going to try another venture. He's going to be in the booth come this fall talking football. Um, and you talked. We, we talked about that earlier today. That I think it's to me. It's probably the easiest job and the coolest job to have is after you play sports, we're going to pay you probably an unreal amount of money to talk about them. Not yeah. as much as you did playing them, but you're still going to get stupid money. Which to is talk similar about. to what we're trying to do. We never got any money to play sports, and now we are paying money to talk about <laughs> sports very so little. So kind of a, kind of a yin and yang thing. So we'll hit that article, then we're going to jump down to the Tigers up that. Up that. We should come up with a little bit of a song for that. I'm not a singer. Okay. Uh, after the Tigers update, we're just going to do a little bit of Detroit sports, kind of a, a little bit of a rant, kind of, on yep. Detroit sports in general. And then we're going to get to the fun, kind of non-sports topics. So, again, if you're not a sports person, you want to fast forward through to probably the last 20-so minutes of the yeah. podcast, we're going to hit up. We got a couple different um, food debates. We're going to have the waffle versus pancakes, always heated. Always a big deal. We're going to tell you the origins. We're going to tell you... Which side we're on. Right. Uh, we actually both agree on it. And then we're going to talk about runny yolk, hard yolk. Uh, I will tell you we do not agree on that one. Or as you wrote it in our uh, thing, running yolk or hard yolk. Because <laughs> the, the yolk needs an exercise. The research department was really in a bind this morning. <laughs> and uh, they, they work hard, so we're going to give them a quick shout out. They, they, do, they do their job very well. Absolutely. So, without further ado, jumping into it, I'm sure you're all curious as to which ex-sports star we're talking about. I guess I use star uh, very oh, vaguely Well, he was on America's team, even though I don't agree with that. Exactly. And it, also, America's team happened to have a star attached to right. them. They were the... Dallas Cowboys. And he was... Tony Romo. Which drew the whole show like starting this. Starting quarterback. Well, I mean, that's kind of one of those just big, bright light positions. Starting quarterback for Dallas Cowboys, shortstop for the New York Yankees. I mean, Cheerleader just, for the Dallas Cowboys. It's, they're all really top-notch, well-known sports uh, you know, thematic people throughout the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. So, without further ado, Tony Romo, recently, like I said, recently retired from football. Um, the early on notions was that he was going to be a reporter. He was going to be in the booth, like you said, 
talking? Is your ear gyrating? What are you doing? Oh, man. Wow, that's, that's thick. Yeah, I can make a that candle is. with this. <laughs> better out than the nose, see? Just wipe it on the on the receipt over there by the drum. Okay. That'll be good. What'd you buy? Um, that was a GameStop something. I, I don't really know. Be careful. Just give you guys a vivid picture of what happened. Tweez pulled off the earphones and then just dug around. Wow. Yeah. That's all sorts of messy. I won't, I won't describe it too much, but he just cleaned his ears out, and boy, was it gross. Um, anyways, Tony Romo. Sorry to get started off track. We never get off track. Never. I'm not sure why people think that. We're robots. We're robots. Yeah. We are robots. Tony Romo is... Okay, that's annoying. Yep. Uh, so Tony Romo, we thought he'd definitely be a sports broadcaster, yep. like you talked about. It's kind of a seamless, smooth transition. But article came out earlier last week that said he's not done playing sports. He's going to try and golf. Not only is he going to try and golf, he's going to try and qualify for the U.S. US Open. Open. Which is basically, when you think of like other sports, this is the national championship for golf in Absolutely. the United States. Yeah. Um, just shy of it. I, I would say the, you know winning the FedEx Cup is your national championship. Right, but probably, this yeah. is one of this is, is this not a major? Am I incorrect? Is this no, a major? it's a major. It's yeah. one of the four Grand Slam. Exactly. Baseball reference. You did struggle with that last time we brought up yeah, Grand Slam, yeah, so I'm gonna push that. Um, but it's and it's not like he's just you or I. If you are trying to qualify, not a chance now. Um, but he's a very good golfer from what we gather. Apparently, because we looked at you know we you have a. I don't know how to explain handicap. your handicap. How, how would you explain it to him? I would say public? your handicap is take what the course you should score on the course if you're a scratch golfer, which every pro is a scratch golfer, um, to what, say, you or I would. It's like average what they should score if they're a scratch golfer to what we score as non-scratch golfers. It's kind of like an average. It's how... How we, many strokes do we need to get to the pro level? Right. Okay. That's basically what the handicap so is. They, I am so sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Although it wasn't that bad okay. looking at it. Honestly, there it is right in the middle. Yeah, I see With it. the new suspension, he just literally kicked the whole microphone stand. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be a little bit of a test to see how it went. Anyways, so looking at they have his um, In the Golf Digest, very well-known golf Absolutely. Um, you know, articles. I, I can't think of what it's. a magazine. A magazine, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, words with me in this weekend. I'm not sure what it is. It's just been bad. Sam's Place? Sam's Place? Um... <laughs> So this is not Tony Romo's first attempt to qualify for the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. He also tried um, in 2008 at Torrey Pines. I think he made it through the first round of there, but ended up withdrawing after some rain delays. He probably just wasn't feeling the whole kind of and that's pushing where, through the weather. And that's where you and I don't fully know how many steps it really takes to get there. I don't know if it's this, this qualifier he's good or if it's this qualifier to qualify for a qualifier. I think if he outright wins his local qualifier, then it, it, it wins him a position. But I believe if he places in the top whatever, mm-hmm. he gets another shot to okay. go through. Okay. Um, but anyways, they have his handicap posted at point three. That means he needs... Not even a stroke. Not so even a stroke. pretty much a scratch golfer. Yeah, that's that's a third of a stroke. And there's 18 holes divided by three. We'll call it... Uh, Research department? Research department. Blah, blah, blah. Six, right? It is. Yep. So that's that. I, I Props to him. He starts off Monday, so when you're listening to this, he will probably be on the course uh, for the first round yeah. of his local qualifier in Alito, Texas. I don't know what the um, not qualifier with Texas is. Texas very well. I've been there once, but not familiar with where that city is. Um, I don't know. I have a buddy, Alex. I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast. My best friend, uh, his college station goes to Texas A&M, repping the Aggies. Go Aggies. Um, but yeah, never been to Texas myself. So, without further ado, we'll jump on to the next section. I'll let Tweez take it from here. It's everyone's favorite, uh, well, potentially everyone's favorite. I think the, uh, would you try it? 
is definitely up there as oh, far as yeah. favorites. But I think Tiger's Update, it's, it's a true staple of right. the, uh, it's of the been, show. It's been in every episode. It's going to be in every episode. So the Tiger's Update, uh, we're going to pretty much start off with uh, recording on a Sunday. We'll talk about last night's game uh, specifically. And the main, the main issue really I think that we can discuss so far is K-Rod. Bullpen initially, but K-Rod has... Just not been good, right? And you and you asked me, you asked me why is K Rod called K Rod? <laughs> <laughs> well, not because of the gas. Um, oh. <laughs> that that, that smell, Tyler? <laughs> not good. <laughs> so you asked me why is K Rod called K Rod? So K Rod. So l- let me give you a reason for non-sports people out there. You have A Rod, Alex Rodriguez, right? <laughs> it is. Are you all right? You yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm so, and there's been away. a couple of other other rods. You have J Law, Jennifer Lawrence, not a sports reference, but that's her name, Jennifer Lawrence, J Law. Then you have K Rod. His name is Francisco Rodriguez, <laughs> and there's no K in the word Francisco. So I ask you for confirmation. The K Rod is for um, basically in his whole career, he was known. As a big strikeout guy, and strikeouts are referred to as K's. In the scorebook, you write down a K for a swinging strike and a backwards K for a um, looking strikeout. Really? Is that the difference? Yeah. You didn't I know did, that? I didn't know Never that. been a sport scorebook guy? I'm a scorebook guy. I just always just threw it down as a regular K. Oh, no. Yeah, if it's looking, you do a backwards K. Oh, Much more embarrassing. Now I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I get a lot of backwards K's in slow pitch softball. Awkward. Not really. Awkward. Disclaimer, not really. Um... <laughs> But yeah, basically he was a big strikeout guy pretty much in his entire career. Probably a future Hall of Famer, I'd imagine. Top five, I think, in all-time saves. Um, but this is just one of those, it's past his time. And we'll bring it up a little bit more about really Detroit sports teams signing players that are past their time. Um, but he, he specifically, I think he's now blown three saves. Um, I know you have the stats pulled up. Um, do you want the year to date, or do you want the last month, or do you want last week? Um, if, if we have his season total stats for how many saves he has, I think he's 6 of 9, 7, seven yep. of 10. Let's toss it out here. Francisco Rodriguez saves. He has 7 of okay. 10 okay. saves. Um, he's pitched 11 innings. Mm-hmm. Um, people are hitting an average of 333. Which, if you're... Wow, that does not smell good. Yeah, you just not getting yeah, that. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> which, if you remember from previous episodes, that's good enough to get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that means everybody he pitches to, on average, is good enough to be in the, in the Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. Um, and then the big number, the ERA, we've talked several times, on average, how many runs right. do you allow if you were going to pitch a 4 And that's where sometimes as a reliever it can be a little tough, but still, as the closer, you don't want that number to be very high. Yep, and this number is coming at, in at year-to-date 6.35. That's not good. That's not good at all. So he gives up six runs a game. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Um, looking at yesterday's ERA, mm-hmm. um, again, this came up to, he only pitched 2.2 innings, which means he got two outs. Um, yesterday's game, he allowed two earned runs, and that gives him an ERA of 27 there it is. for yesterday. Because he got the first two outs, actually fairly easily, um, and then gave up a two-out walk, then gave up a double. Then gave up a single, and they both scored off of it. So, but we're sitting two outs, nobody on. You've got to feel pretty confident, even with a one-run lead, with nobody on base. You you can technically afford to miss with a pitch because if you do miss, technically the game's only tied. Certainly, that's not how you want to see it, but you should have that idea as the back of your mind as a pitcher. It's okay if I miss and this one leaks back over the plate. Yeah, the to game's start- only tied. You have to be very creative, especially in those bottom innings. So I, we've talked before. I don't necessarily think that you 
each team needs a closer, right? I think I you really, pitch your best available person. I really don't think that the closer position, position. I think my exist. dad, my dad mentioned this, Papa Kleb. Yeah. He mentioned that uh, Andrew Miller, the way that um, is Terry Francona still managing the Indians? Is that he correct? Is, yeah. I think the way Terry Francona is handling that team right now mm-hmm. is outstanding because they take Andrew Miller and the, he's essentially their closer, right? He's their eighth or ninth inning guy, but he'll put him in in the seventh or sixth inning and let him pitch two to right. three innings because he's outstanding. He's unstoppable. Right. Again, we almost should have had him. We did have him for a while. We did have him, and that's how you got Miguel Cabrera. That's a different talk. But why why, why isn't any other team adapting that same type of game plan? Because clearly it worked for them because they're a small payroll team, and they just went to the World Series, and they're the favorite in the American League to return to the World Series. Exactly. By many And this is probably where that rant starts to begin that we talked about in the video because you look at Andrew Miller, somebody who... Is obviously a closer. If he was on our team, he would pitch every ninth inning, more than likely. And you know, maybe he'd take one off a week if he right. had to, because of you. Know, apparently, when you throw that many innings, short time span, you need a break. In my opinion, I think it's BS that you don't need a break after that many it's times. A bunch span. of hogwash. But you look at how fast does Andrew Miller throw? Probably mid nineties. I think I'd say mid nineties. What does all of his starting staff throw? Probably also mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So there's not much of a difference there, right? You right. come in with somebody a different look, a different angle, a different arm slot, same speed. It's uh, and a fresher pitcher, right? So right. he has the upper advantage. The batters have been p- hitting all game, and he hasn't started pitching until the end of the game. He has the advantage there. Correct. Now, smooth transition to the Tigers. You have, let's say you take JV. Again, mid-90s. In his heyday, he'd be throwing 100. We're right. sitting in mid-90s now. He goes, let's say he goes eight innings. Let's say perfect game. He's doing really, really well. Eight innings. We're up by two runs. They bring in K-Rod. We're going from 95. K-Rod throws. 89. 89. 86 to 89. Absolutely. Maybe he'll touch 90. I don't think we've seen it this season. Supposedly he touched 91 a couple times. Not this one that he just blown, but the one before that. I'm sorry to say it. I think I have an 8th grader on my baseball team that I coach at McBride Middle School who throws harder on average than K-Rod does. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. So, in that opinion, if I take this average middle schooler, above average middle schooler, and he throws straight flames all game, and then I bring in little Jimmy from left field, never played baseball before, and he throws cheese balls up, I don't care if they're on the black every single time, they're going to get crushed because it's 10 miles an hour slower. It's so easy to go from a fast-pitched game, and now I'm just going to toss you soft toss, you can go yard as long as you want, you can hit doubles, you can bunt it, you can do whatever you want, it's just a matter of, I don't know if this, this rant is getting too big no, it's okay. a matter of we shouldn't we shouldn't be in this scenario we shouldn't be in the place where we have an all-star starting staff for the most part we're getting better for the most part, right yeah. it's on its way up we're all the way up we're on our way up but then you come in with the ninth inning guy and k-rod who looks like he's throwing left-handed yeah i just don't get it it's frustrating. Why are we still in this position? If you watched after the game last night, they kind of started to call it out. The announcers, even um, even Simo and Rod Allen, started to say, "Yeah, how much longer can K. Rod be your closer?" If you look at Justin Wilson's um, stats right now, go year to date. Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson is probably the best arm you have in the bullpen. By absolutely, one point four two ERA on the year. He gave him his, his first hit was I think it was a home run, yeah. but that was also his first run and. I don't know, two months yeah. of the season. He's I'm not sure if I can pull up for the for the um all the teams in the MLB, but he's gotta be up there as far as ERA. Absolutely. Um 
it's going to be hard because there's lots of zeros because lots of people have pitched one inning right. or part of an inning. But uh, why not give Justin Wilson, J-Dot as you call him, why not give him the opportunity to be your closer? If you're in the mindset of having a sub, you know, one person who sits in the ninth inning and when the inning number is nine, it's his turn to pitch. If you're going to have that position out there, why not have it be your best pitcher available? Not some old washed up person who has a nickname called K-Ride because he used to throw lots of strikeouts. And is he in a, is, was he in a saver at some point in time yeah he probably is going to always be in the top five most saves of all time but at this point in time he's not that same guy he's not here get him out we need j dot and that's where i fully agree with everything you just said there but even when it comes to even if it's not j dot i don't care who closed the game if you know what if shane green had four really good outings okay shane you know what you're gonna go out and close the game for me blaine hardy you've had three or four really good outings you get to go close the game for me. I don't really care who closes the game for me. I just want to get three outs and still be ahead at the end of the ninth inning so I win the game. Let me give you our top five ERAs for year to date. This is the whole season. Yeah. J-Dot, Justin Wilson, 1.42. Any guess who's second? Alex Wilson. Nope. Shane Green, 1.74. Again, like you just said, why not give Shane Green a shot? He's been doing rather well this season. actually very surprising. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's pitched 10 innings, huh. whereas Justin's pitched 12. Very, very, um, you know, comparable numbers. You go to Blaine Hardy, under 10 innings, he's sitting at 2.16. Alex Wilson, 2.25 at 12 innings. There you go. The Wilson brothers both pro- providing very well for us. And then you get to the fifth starter. Any um, any ideas who our fifth ERA leader is? He's a starter. Probably Fulmer. Got to be Fulmer. Yeah. 2.7. So, looking at that, our top four best pitchers this season, average-wise, are our bullpen, which means we're doing fairly well, but... Why would you put in the most important position during a baseball game? You're down two runs. The game's on the line. One hit could lose it for you. Why would you go to somebody who's not one of your five best pitchers? Right. Why? And that's where you even talk about hard ball and slow ball. Even just compare it to softball in general. Um, think about it. You have even fast-pitch softball. Huge overly offensive game? Not really. Not particularly. Still, there's an element of defense and good pitching. What is slow-pitch softball based around then? Offense. It's just all offense. Why? Because the ball is naturally slower. The game is meant to be 15-14, 20-19. If you scored single runs in a softball game, you're probably losing that 99% of the time because you're not a very good offensive team. But this just even goes back to what we're talking about here, that why in the world is... Because normally all these guys, even Mariano Rivero in his heyday, Obviously, he had that one, he was, he was always splitter, 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 splitter. But even, he still had gas. Yeah. A guy like J-Dot, J. 97-98 on the gun with almost every every heater. Like, he's still throwing gas. You, I'm not saying you have to have just pure straight heat in the ninth, but you can't have 87-88 gas in the ninth. Because then you're just waiting for watching that ball leave Absolutely. the park. And I, and I just did, while you're talking a little bit, I just did a... Uh, a pretty quick analysis of we go year to date, which is on the season. I go the last month and I go the last week to see what pitchers are doing well. K Rod, well, I'll, every time I say K Rod, I'm going to give air quotes now. K Rod yep. <laughs> is isn't in the top ten in any of them, so he's our by far one of our worst pitchers available. No matter how far back you go, whatever time span you do, so you go back year to date, he's sitting eleventh. You go the last month, he's sitting eleventh spot. You go the last week, he's still our eleventh worst pitcher. I'll say worse because it's just what right. it is. I just don't understand it, and I can go on forever about it. I don't want to eat up too much time no, on the podcast. No, but that pretty much slides into our next 
next topic. That is it time for changing the closer position? Yes, yes, it is. K uh, Rod's out. J Dot's in. Let's move on to the next one. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. No, just, no. There's no better way to put it. Also, I, a little embarrassing. You kept saying J Dot for the past couple of episodes. I didn't know for sure who you were referring to until I looked at the back of Justin Wilson's jersey and I saw J Dot Wilson. It's J Dot and A Dot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it. The Wilson boys. <laughs> we'll actually touch base on the injury update while we kind of let some of the blood pressure kind of. Simmer down a little bit in the in the room. But the injury update, give you a little bit on Jones and Martinez. Jacoby Jones has started his rehab stint yesterday. He went one for four with a home run. Um, walk, stolen base, a couple good things to see. Obviously, Jones for me is a big step up, mainly for defense. And that means Tyler Collins can go get hit by the truck that we talked about. Um, J.D. Martinez, single A ball. He went, um, he had a home run a couple days ago. His first game back, I, I thought he was 4-for-4 four four in one of his two... Boss, I'd like to see him 12-for-8 right. if he's playing single-leg ball, <laughs> right. but um, you know, it's not super easy no, to do. No, but he he was 4-for-4 four four in one of his rehab starts, which makes sense because it is single-leg ball. Absolutely. And there are plenty of high schoolers that are better than what you get in single-leg <laughs> ball. So, um, but I would say by the end of the week, I think J.D. rejoins the team. Um, I think Jacoby Jones as well at the end of the week should rejoin the team. So that means... Friday, I would say anywhere from Thursday to Friday this coming week, you are actually going to see the best nine guys that this team has, and it's going to be May 10th through 12th or something like that. It only took uh, six weeks to get this whole team out there. Yeah. And that being said, I think if we get the research department on it, I apologize that the research department did not have this prepared. I don't know what, what they were doing actually on this time. They're, they're not always perfect. Nope. Let's be honest. I believe they're only two games back um, from first. Where where is the research department? Here they are. So they're fifteen and fourteen. So they're a game above five hundred, and they are only a game back in the central. They're four and two against Cleveland. Obviously, who's going to be the big monster in the central? They've done all that really without any sense of a complete team. So to me, that still gives me plenty of hope. And let's be honest. Um, so obviously, the injury update. A lot of positives, a lot of good things to see. Um, Kinsler's dealing with a hamstring injury, but I don't think it's it's just day to day kind of touchy feely. I don't. There's no. And I, ho- I hope that, that when that clears up, that his hitting starts to come around a little more because as we talked about a little before, he's not been so hot with the right. bat. But again, middle of the infield, I think we may have one of the best middle of the infields in the league. Absolutely. And and you can't put a price on that. I'd so, rather have him in with a crappy bat right. than him out at all. So I did say Thursday, Friday, you should have the whole team. I think Kinsler could probably play now if it was needed and they need him that bad. Yeah, they talked about it last night. They said if this is end of the season, he's in. He's he's playing right. But he's, this is beginning he's also of the season. That type of player. Take it easy. Right. There's no need to make it make a small issue bigger. Um, so a lot of good things in the injury update. Um, v Mart um, on his way back up. Victor yeah. Martinez. Yeah. All the way back. Because uh, we're here. He, I mean, he's been raking the ball. Has um, been. He's been just it's about dry. time. Absolutely, I think for the past week he's hitting above three, uh, which okay. is looking very good. Which is, I I don't think he's ever going to be that twenty five to thirty home run guy anymore. I think maybe fifteen to eighteen long long flies from him, but still, I I would hope to get seventy five to eighty five ribbies from him. I mean, if he's going to be in that four slot, that you kind of need that number and bigger, but just kind of giving him the element of obviously he's slowing down, but I think he still hits for average, but he does not hit for really much power yeah. left. And, and we've talked about it before. I think it's good to have Imar on the team. There's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't put him right up against Miguel just because of the double plays. I would put him at fifth or sixth. Spread that bat out. Give him a chance to hit the keep he'll, you know, let's give, say. Give, give the lineup some, some length. Yep. Miggy knocks a homer in. 
Then you got two or three guys who have a chance to get on base. Now Vmart gets a chance right. to knock them in. Because Miguel and Vmart are obviously the two slowest guys on the team, and they're back to back. Obviously, we know why they're back to back, but I don't think Vmart warrants that spot anymore because of his bash yeah. is not what it no. used to be. He's on his way. Right. He's on his way back to there, but like I said, it's not ever going to get to where he was, where I think Miguel is still at his prime. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we could talk about that for a full another episode. But let's keep moving on. Um, also, uh, Vmart threw the bunt down. We he talked did. about this. I don't want to get too heated. I hate the shift. I think it's the dumbest thing in sports. I, I think it's really bad. If I see the shift, even if I'm, you know, maybe not Miguel Cabrera, but even if I'm Vmart, knowing that my bat's not been there, I'm going to take the bunt. I'm going to take the base hit. That's another run on because. Even if I'm not a great base runner, what's to say that the guy behind me doesn't hit a knocker and now it's a two-run game uh, versus just a one-run? I certainly see, right, with a guy, because obviously a guy behind uh, Vmar is normally Jay up, obviously a pretty good long ball hitter himself in his own right. But the only only problem that I do have with that is that if I'm a pitcher, I almost chalk that up as a win because Jay up, is he a very good long ball hitter? Yes. Does he strike out a lot? Yes. So now I have a huge double play issue because Vmar is pretty much just a station-to-station guy. Unless you just rip one to the wall, he's not getting first to third. He's not going to even score from first on any sense of a ball unless it leaves the park. So, to me, that kind of almost puts a roadblock or a, or a cone out. So, I would almost say, if I'm the pitcher, I chalk it up as a win, and I go attack, you know, Jay up because Jay gotcha. will But if you're, if you're Brad, 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 if you're Brad, would you rather have Victor Martinez out hitting into the shift or have him on first with the chance to have a double hit and he advances right. no, to the No, no, I, I certainly safely. see where you're coming from. To me, it just it, it there's an element of concern by putting the slowest guy on the team at first with now, you know, a hundred and or two hundred and seventy feet left to go before yeah. he scores. No, and, and I agree completely. But I think I wouldn't chalk it up as a win. I would chalk it as a middle point, right? Okay. A win is getting him out. Right. A loss is him of hitting a, a homer. Right. So Absolutely. it's in the middle, and I think if they're giving you the middle ground for free and your team isn't doing anything, right. sometimes you gotta take that. Right. Um, so real quick before we move on from our tires update, um, we will mention obviously John Hicks and Jim Aducci were basically the placeholders while Miguel was dealing with his groin, and um, Aducci's still up because of JD. Um, but it's nice to see. I, I think Aducci has carved himself a role right now Absolutely. to stay on this team when I JD think- comes back. I think JD comes back. I think you either got to drop. We talked about it. We'd love to see Tyler Collins, Tyler Collins go, away, go away, move to Japan, play some other country, um, or Mikey Matuk. Realistically, they'll probably drop Matuk. Uh, his numbers are not doing anything for Most him. Most likely Matuk, especially when Jones comes back as well, basically because Jones now gives you that right-handed bat that Matuk does. JD is another right-handed back, and Aducci and Collins would be your lefties, so I just don't think right now that there's a spot for Matuk. But let's take a look at the stats again, though. I don't want to spend too long on this because I want to have enough time for the pancake versus waffle Waffles. talk. It's going to be a big um, But looking at the bats here, Jim Aducci in the top three for the year, he's hitting 333 on the year. Again, those are Hall of Fame numbers. This is his first stint with us this year. Right. Um, if you're looking for the last month, he's hitting 333. And the last week, he's been very hot. Um, uh, actually, I just talked too soon. He's hitting th- two, 273 for the last week. Uh, so he's on a slight. I'm, st- I'm still okay with that, though. A slight decline. You never expected this out of him coming up. And he's just been straight fire. Um, yesterday, I think he went, yeah, he went 250, which you can't complain at all. One for four. He also got on base twice yesterday. I think the first hit could have went for a hit. He drilled a line drive right at the third baseman. It was just too hot for him to handle. Uh, third baseman ended up having a couple innings, uh, errors that inning. Um, so it kind of got into his head, but I, I would have given, uh, Jim Aducci two hits on that personally. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of will take care of the Tigers up that, um, for, 
this week, basically, um, K-Rod, you suck, guys get healthy, and V-Mart, welcome back, Jim Maducci, please stay. But now we're going to talk mainly, this is this is Detroit sports in general. Um, we've talked about K-Rod and Lanks, and he'll get mentioned again in this segment, but what is it with Detroit sports teams, and this is all of them, with signing stars well after their prime, and some of them, really most of them are well after their prime. Um, I'll kind of give you all the teams, and they're... Um, no, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take the Tigers. I'll take. I'll let you take the lead off here. These exactly. are just the three names, really. That Tigers. We go K. Rod, yep. Gary Sheffield, Dontrell Willis. I'm going to throw Joe Namath in there because he didn't do much for us, and I think he was past yeah, his absolutely. prime. Um, I mean, we've talked about K. Rod. Obviously, I just went on a rant. Uh, you look at Gary Sheffield. If anything, he was more of a promo kind of pickup. Right. You can do the chef's hat. I mean, he did produce a little bit for us, but he was well past his time. Well past his time. It was a retirement a, stint, essentially. He got a huge payday for no reason. Like, it was two years, $30 million for a guy that was, you know, well. Did they the... sell tickets because of it? Yes. Right. Do we win championships because of it? No. no. Uh, you look at D-Train, D-Train pitched like what, one game? One, one or two games, he yeah. was always hurt, or when he was healthy, he gave up batting practice. Again, we're, we're in the mind, and this almost kind of comes back to the he Pelfrey. A, he was a part of the Miguel Cabrera train. He was. This almost comes back to the Pelfrey uh, pickup, though. But I don't think Pelfrey was ever in his prime. I don't think Pelfrey had a No, prime. <laughs> but he had done well in years past. Right? Yeah. He was never in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, we're picking this guy up because, oh, he did well before. He must continue to do well here. Maybe Jordan Zimmerman? I would absolutely say Jordan Zimmerman. Because the worst pitcher on your staff right now is Jordan Zimmerman, and he's paid the second most out of anybody. Yeah, I would say K-Rod's the worst pitcher, but yeah, I agree. Worst pitcher on your starting staff. As in starting Starting staff. staff. Sorry, that was me just hating on K-Rod again. But um, yeah, I agree. I just don't understand those picks, and it's not just the Tigers. The Wings do it too. Right. Um, Mike Madano, big Dallas star player, very good player, very good player. Local guy, but picked him up. Not necessary. Really just a waste of time. Daniel Alfredson, very good career in... Hang on, don't tell me. Oh, boy. The research department should have got on this. Um, Daniel Alfredson had a very good career where he was... It's not Toronto. It was... A... Capitals? No, it was, it, was a, it was a Canadian team. Flyers? It was a Canadian team, I know Penguins? for sure. Um, I'm just listing NHL teams at this um, point. <laughs> Jordan Tutu was another one that made no sense. Uh, he was coming off of some good years. They weren't great years um, in Nashville, but the sign made no sense. Uh, Daniel Alfredson from Ottawa. My apologies, any Daniel Alfredson fans um, that I didn't know that off the bat. But um, Daniel Alfredson, very good player in Ottawa, but he came here, big contract, overpaid, unnecessary. And even the Pistons, the Pistons do it themselves too. Yeah, AI Allen Iverson made no sense at all. No, very good, pl- very good player in his own right. No yeah. issues with with AI. By as the a time player. we got him, unnecessary, washed up, dumb. Tracy McGrady, T Mac, big name. He made a shoe at some point. He I did. think just because you make. There it is. You think I learned to put it on? Silent. Very good player for uh, the Houston Rockets. Colonel Power, very good so. player for the Rockets. Uh, and all of a sudden he comes here on almost like a retirement, hey, how's it going, trip. Uh, Chris Weber, local guy again, played for Michigan, part of the Fab Five. Uh, top pick in Sacramento, but brought here. Again, I'm not really sure why. Just maybe as a, hey, let's go hang out with my buddies in Detroit type pick, and they paid him money to do it. Um, Josh Smith, um, another another one, had another good, I wouldn't even say good, he had a decent career going in Houston, 
They acquire him, pay him stupid money, and again, it's just baffling as to why these major teams find it necessary and see it necessary as, oh, he was good five years ago, he's still good now. Here's a blank check. You fill it out. We'll sign it. It's like the only team we didn't mention here is the Lions. I think it's easy to say it's just because football is such a fast turnover sport. Then Lions just are the Lions, so we really don't have to mention them. exactly. <laughs> so, but without further ado, obviously, it's just we're done with Detroit sports signing such old people who were past their prime. They did well in the past. Let them have right. that. If they were, good, they were good in black and white time, that doesn't mean they're good now. Let's find the new guys who aren't big yet. And obviously, it's not easy to do. Uh, I'm asking you to do something that a lot of teams have a hard time. <laughs> We're, we're, te- we're telling you to go go scout them when they're young, not do all your scouting from your TV watching them play for different exactly. teams. Exactly. That's why we're asking you, give J-Dot a chance to be the next All-Star. Right. Give him a chance. So, uh, without further ado, if you fast-forward past all the sports talk, you have finally made it to the food talk, the fun segment of the show. Not that the rest of the show is boring, but it's time for the ultimate showdown Part one and part two. Part one is waffles versus pancakes. Pancakes. Um, uh, we're both on the same page, like you said. Should I tell them which side we're on? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, we're on Team Waffle. So if you guys agree or disagree, hashtag below. Hashtag Team Waffle. Hashtag Team Pancake. You don't need the hashtag. You probably won't write it anyways. But here we go. Number one, texture. They're both made of the same batter we talked about. I think you looked it up, the research department did. Um, it's really the waffle batter has a little bit more oil or butter. Yep. Gives you that airy fluffiness. Um, whereas the pancake gets a little bit more dense. So the textures are there. You got the taste. Uh, again, really rather similar, but because of the texture, I think that taste of a waffle. Now, if I gave you a dry pancake or a dry waffle, what are you eating? Oh, that's a tough one. Probably a dry waffle. I'm still on, I'm still on the waffle. Even though it's dry, it has no syrup. To me, even it's that little crunch, and then the it softness. Its, and, yeah, but if I pick up a, a pancake, it's just, we're flopping. Yeah, what? Come on. <laughs> then, then you go to the, the reason waffles are better. They have syrup pockets, ladies and gentlemen, built-in confinements to hold the sugary goodness that makes waffles worth it. Now. We talked about this, but I will ask, what's your syrup of choice? Aunt Jemima, Log Cabin. Aunt Jemima. She's Mrs. always been there. Oh, wow. That's tough. Okay. The reason I go Aunt Jemima is they came out, uh, I would say, early 2000s with the microwavable bottle. It's short. It's got a little picture of a microwave on it. When it gets hot enough, the microwave screen on the bottle says hot. That way you know it's ready. So I do like Aunt Jemima. Do I think she's hot? Yes, I do when I put her in the microwave. But I love Mrs. Butterworth's because that bottle is a fun shape to go with. I, I, purely bottle, I think it would be Mrs. Butterworth because it's just the bo- it's a bottle of her. Exactly. Um, but I think for, for taste, I think it's Aunt Jemima. Yeah. I'm not going to go either way. You know, I'm not a big harper on either way. We're, we're not syrup purists or snobs either. Exactly. Syrup, but if you ever get a chance to try king syrup, it's a super old-fashioned syrup from down south. Okay. Uh, you're never going to find it up here, but if you're down there shopping randomly, look for king syrup. Give it a shot. It's it's a great syrup. My dad's favorites. So, uh, why is pancake... Oh, yeah, this is the other thing. Pancakes, you can get pancakes all day long. Yeah. Uh, now this is at your your restaurant that'll serve breakfast for most of the day, Correct. but you know they have a, uh, your, a your local kind of greasy spoon or yeah, like Red Apple, Sam's Place. <laughs> but this is not like IHOP because IHOP does their full menu all day right. long. But you go to you go to Sam's Place, 
Red Apple. Um, and <laughs> I flipped it there. Yeah, you ruined the whole segment of the show. <laughs> I, I go, you go there, and anywhere from 6 a.m. up until 10.30, you can get waffles without a problem. But why does the waffle stop at 10.30? What's so much better about the pancake, and why is the pancake so much easier to make when you don't have the mess of putting the pancake on the flat top with all the other foods? Exactly. The waffle gets its own iron. I don't imagine the waffle iron getting put away at 10.30. No. I imagine it still has its spot in the kitchen. It probably takes up as much room as my laptop does right now. Absolutely. Right. And it's not like it's a big time suck, right? No, Most waffle irons minutes. will give a little bit of a beep when it's time to go, or yeah. you just watch for the steam to stop, yep. and that's when it's done. Uh, so we're a little upset with that. So if you have a restaurant and you do serve waffles all day and you're not IHOP... Please uh, tell us why. I mean, yeah. is, is there a legitimate money concern because they're pretty much made of the same yeah. thing invite us back to your kitchen we'd love to do a uh, behind the scenes live recording at a restaurant i think that'd be quite a quite a good I'll time g- i'll give you some health numbers too um technically the pancake is a little healthier pancake uh by itself obviously no syrup no butter no margarine no preserves yada 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 175 calories one waffle um with again none of the other stuff is 220 calories Okay. We talked about it. The waffle batter normally has a little more butter, oil, um, a little more kind of fattening to it. So obviously that's where you get your extra calories. But still, none of them are overly bad. Just one. However, I don't know anybody that just eats one pancake and or one waffle. Now, when you think of one waffle, do you think of one whole circular waffle? Or do you just think the one piece little triangle is oh, one Oh, full waffle? waffle. To me, I'm thinking full plate Full waffle. waffle. The way they, I'm, I'm guessing the way they probably do it is like each individual piece is 220 calories. No, I would say a full waffle. I mean, it's, it's serving okay. size. I would okay. say I would be, would be pressed to believe that one waffle is more than one serving size. Uh, but that's just me. And what, we can even go microwavable because they have microwavable pancakes and microwavable. There's no doubt. If you think a microwavable pancake is worth it, then you need to stop listening to our podcast. You are not welcome here. Absolutely because not. You can find someone else listening. Absolutely. Because a toasted or microwaved waffle is going to be ten times have better. Have you ever had a microwavable pancake? They're horrible. It's the like rubber. On a it's like puck. bologna, uh, but not really. Yeah, I don't even know where you're going. I'm not right. sure what's going with that. <laughs> but to me, it's like chewing on a little hockey puck. But Bad. waffle, toaster oven, or now what? What's your? Yeah. What, so basically, easy win here for waffle. Waffle, 100. percent We might even throw a little, uh, little poll on our Twitter at Cleb underscore and, and underscore. Please, we got our own Twitter handle. I made the made the darn thing <laughs> but yeah so we have that uh we'll probably run a poll on which is better waffle or pancakes if you do vote pancakes please unfollow right. us actually. give us the <laughs> intro to the next segment running yolk versus hard yolk or a runny yolk <laughs> right because that's how it's supposed to be worded but again the the research department had a rough night last night it's so, bad it yeah. sounded like it <laughs> Uh, they were watching the Tigers game, probably crying themselves to sleep. Yeah, well, That's what happened. It happens. Uh, anyway, so the game. So no, we. Thank you. How'd you even comment on the game? To the game that we're talking about. How'd you even make any? Just. Ah, I got nothing. Yep, I can't, I can't even try. beat you up on it. Right you had now. an open. You had yeah. an opening. Uh, anyway, so runny yolk versus hard yolk. I'm a fan of the hard yolk if I'm not getting scrambled. Okay. And the reason I do this is if you go scrambled, a lot of times you're not getting real eggs. You're getting the egg scramblers from the back that are already That's pre-made true. up. That's true. So I go over hard mm. because then I get I know I'm getting a fresh egg. It's essentially scrambled because it doesn't taste different when you mix it up. It's just all in one. If you get a white taste, if you get a bite of yolk and a white together, it's the same thing as a scrambled egg. Okay. I've never thought about that way. So that's, that's the not, reason. But you are right with the whole scrambled thing. Normally when you have for scrambled... 
You just get like the milk carton, open it up, go 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 go, and that's your exactly. Scramble. So um, that's the reason I go that way. But also, if I'm getting a plate of breakfast, it's got hash browns, sausage, uh, toast, and eggs. I don't really want the yolk in that because I, I'm a fan of ketchup. You're not a huge fan, I know that, but I grew up on it. Ketchup is my favorite vegetable. Okay. I have a T-shirt that proves it. Um, <laughs> but I put it on everything. Oh, well, I, not as much anymore, but growing up I did. Yeah. So there's still part of me that when I get breakfast, I got to have a bottle of ketchup. So yeah. I don't need the yolk as my sauce because we talked about that. When you yeah. break the yolk. But basically, the yolk turns into the sauce. So it really does. And I don't mind the taste. I enjoy yeah. the taste. But when I think of breakfast, I like my ketchup on it. Okay. Um, and I kind of mix everything together. Together, ketchup on top, and it's kind of like this big mashup okay. of a breakfast. So I'll give I'll give the argument on runny yolk because we actually don't agree on this one. Um, however, you know on ninety seven one, I'm pretty sure they're paid to disagree, even though how stupid some of the things. Exactly, are. Kyle Yogi, Kyle Yogi, <laughs> Yogi. Yolk, Yogi, Bogey, Kyle Bogey. If you're listening to this, which uh, hopefully you are, we Kick both, rocks. yeah, we both dislike you. We know that every opinion you have is false, right. and you're just saying it to try and get more listeners exactly. to hate you. Stop, stop uh, with the clickbait. Exactly. But I'll give you the runny yolk. So I'm thinking there's a couple of different ways to do it. I'll start with this one, like country skillet, nice, nice skillet. You got your, you know, you got your potatoes, you got your meats, you got little peppers, a little bit of everything, and what do you have on top? A fried egg. <laughs> oh, they got a duck in here? <laughs> Must be our pet for the show. So, you got two, normally a fried egg or two on top, and what do you do when you crack it open? You get just a nice sauce to cover all your meats and potatoes. Or, other way for the running It goes yolk. down through all the crevices. Yeah, cracks and crevices. <laughs> I'm just going to move along from that, because <laughs> I can't even look at you right now and try to keep a straight face. <laughs> but, other good thing about the, the runny yolk is that you can use your toast as a sponge. Because, of course, when you get breakfast, what do you got to get a side of? So toast. toast. White, wheat, or rye. Just a small health choice I make, I go try to go wheat, even though it's loaded with butter and jelly and everything else. <laughs> so any healthiness from the wheat is gone. But <laughs> now that I'm done for my wheat toast rant. Um, <laughs> so when I, when I get the eggs, because trust me, I love eggs of any kind. Hard-boiled, scrambled, yada, 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 whatever. But to me, the runny is better. So when I dip in, dip it in the uh, the yolk, it breaks, and all of a sudden, I got a I got a thing to dip my toast in. Trust me, I love my jelly on my toast at times, but there's sometimes just the butter and bread and some yolk, and it's quality. Or you make a little sandwich out of it. You take the whole egg, you put it on the toast, and you just eat it like a little sandwich on top. Or another good use for the runny egg is that you put a fried egg on a on a like a nice quality cheeseburger at a good restaurant, nice craft burger, also good. Real good. Runs into the cracks and crevices of the burger. Hands down, makes makes the burger that much better. Uh, and I'm with you. On a burger, on a sandwich, I do love an okay. over easy or a, a fried egg with yeah. a little bit of yolk in there. I'll usually go over medium because sometimes the yolk can get very, very it messy. Can, it can get over runny sometimes. Um, so that's why I like an over medium. But it, it's just like with steaks, it's so hard to tell for sure. Right. Uh, you really need a master chef. And eggs can be very, very delicate. Yeah. Big truck right outside. Yeah. You probably couldn't hear it in the podcast. But I do like it on a... On a um, a burger or a sandwich because then that becomes a new sauce added into it and I don't necessarily need to overload my sandwich with ketchup um, or barbecue sauce so I'll give you a little bit of the health element I really can't give you any calories because they're both eggs um, but the healthiness is actually um, that's the element of like when you get a steak and you don't get it fully cooked like to me when you get a steak if you get a steak cooked anything past medium you're not eating the steak right but obviously what's inside the steak it's not fully cooked on the inside because you're getting that redness that, that little pink, the pink to sometimes darker pink in the middle. Um, that's basically, you are eating an element of raw meat, and just like with the runny yolk, you're kind of eating an element of a raw egg. 
So um, obviously the healthier is to go more hard yolk like you get. Um, if you want to test the waters like I do and I like a nice medium rare to medium like I do my steak, I like my egg to be a nice medium, medium rare. So Okay, makes sense. So there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed the food talk at the end. Uh, thanks for listening through episode 11. We had a lot of fun, sticks. I think, today. Sticks, uh, as we call it in the sports field. A lot of rants, a lot of anger kind of got out. Overall, Tigers are doing well. Food's tasting good. Yeah. Podcast is fun. Big guys, um, big sports, big laughs. Big guys, big sports, big laughs. I don't know why I just repeated you there. Makes no sense. But, uh, yeah, there's your end. Um, but for the Club and Tweet Show, this is Club. It's Tweets. Peace. Peace. Hey, 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 hey,